scripture that says if you're redeemed, let the redeemed of, his, of the Lord say so. So this song, Redeemed, 1882, we're going to sing it. Redeemed, how I love to
I want to bring you a message. And at the top right hand corner, I want in red, I want us to all read this. Now I want it to go deep in your heart. Because I, I am asking you tonight to make a commitment to God. Whatever He's put in your heart <coughs> for you to put that in operation. Amen. The four letters, the four words, we let me hear it now. We will do something. Amen. Now I want you to read that again. We will do something. Father, you give me this message three times in a row. And I just pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I'll get out of the way and you speak through me, Lord. Amen. I'm just a man. We're just people. We need you. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost in our lives. So I ask you now, if there's anything in my life that you're not pleased with, forgive me, Lord. Speak through me in Jesus' name. Now in the Bible in 2 Kings 7 and 3, it'd be good if you just... Uh, read the whole chapter of 2 Kings, the 7th chapter. But I want to give you a little scenario here. I want to tell you what's been happening. What's been happening is the Syrian army had encamped around Jerusalem and just to speak plain, plainly, they were starving the Jews to death. They could, the Jews couldn't get out to get food. And you know what? The enemy, that's the way the enemy does. He will surround us and starve us to death spiritually. And physically, this city, Jerusalem, was about to be overtaken. Now, there was four men. And they were sitting outside the city and they had an enemy. They had an incurable disease. Leprosy at that time back then was one of the worst things and you didn't want to get around them. So they were, they were outcast. They had an incurable disease <clears throat> and their flesh was rotting off of their bones. Now, if there's ever been four people that was at the bottom of the barrel, it was these four people. Right. They couldn't give up. They said, we're going to die anyway. What's the use? Right. But something happened inside of one of them. And all it takes is one person to make a difference. Amen. All it takes is one person in this resort to make a difference. That's all it takes is one. This one in 2 Kings he said, why sit here until we die? Let's do something. And so let's read, let's all read that scripture, 2 Kings 7, 3. And there were four leprous men at the inner end of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit here until we die? 
And you know, I've, I've been telling people in the nursing homes, you cannot come in here to sit around till you die. God still has a mission for you. God still has a mission for all of us. And these four men decided we're going to go to the enemy's camp. You know, it's a shame that some of us never go to the enemy's camp and take back what the devil stole from us. I want to tell you, he had robbed me of my dignity. He had robbed me of my health. He robbed me of my family. I lost my three children and my late wife. I was at the bottom of the barrel. Amen. But thanks be to God, there was a day when I was 43 years old that the Lord spoke to my heart, and I've never been the same since. Because I dropped down on my knees instead of continuing going on in the path that I had chosen. You know, we need to go back to the enemy's camp. We need to take authority over addictions and, uh, and sexual immorality and all these other things. We have the power in the name of Jesus. If we are following Christ with all of our heart, he told his disciples, we are his disciples today. He said, I'll give you power in my name to cast out demons, even raise the dead, heal the sick, yes. and set people free. So they said, let's arise and let's go to the enemy's camp and see if they'll just give us something to eat. <clears throat> you know, by them making that move, you know what happened? The camp of the Lord put fear and, and disturbed this whole army till they took off like a covey of quail. They took off and left everything they had in their tents and their camp because they were afraid. You know what? Being afraid can make you do a lot of things. And this was good for that army because when they left, the four leprous men that decided they would get up and not sit there and die, they went and found all the food and everything, enough to feed the whole city, bless God. And when they went back and told the city, the king didn't believe it at first. And there's a lot of people that don't believe us when we tell them there is good things. The kingdom of God is really great. It's good to walk and talk with the Lord. It is wonderful to walk with Him and to gain His favor and to know that He, you know what, He's watching over us. It's better than giving all your money to the church or the preacher or whatever. It's better than all that. If you will obey God, you'll see something great happen in your life, and not only in your life, but in other people's lives. Yes. I want to tell you, Jesus is still changing lives. Yes. He is still changing lives, and when he said, I'm going to my Father, and I'll not leave you all alone to fight the devil, he said, I'm going to, my Father and I are going to give you the Holy Ghost and He's going to help you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to tell you what I want you to do. And I've got a job, the comforter, to take you all into heaven. Right. Yes, and I tell you, He's alive and well too. Yes, he is. So I want to say this to you today. Will you ask God, show me something I could do. It may just going and praying for somebody. God used Sister Linda to save a soul. 
and all heaven rejoiced over one little act of obedience. She could have said, oh, I don't know. It won't be no use to go pray with him. But she did something, and God took that something, and that something that you will do, he'll take that something and make something great out of it. He really will. Folks, God wants to give you the power to, to bring honor and glory to the kingdom of God. We are not losers. We are winners. We're not the tail, we're the head, and we don't have to go around nothing. By the power of the Holy Ghost, we can go right through all of these problems. Don't run from your problems. Do something. First of all, say, Lord, if there's something in my life, that you're not pleased with, that will hinder me from your favor and your anointing. Show me and help me to resist that. Help me to be an overcomer because the Bible says that Jesus said, be a good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And we are more than overcomers through him. He gave himself to us. Jesus Christ. Amen. And I, you know, I just want to be an humble man, an humble servant Amen. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to see souls saved. Boy, when you told me that, my heart just lit up. We need to have a burden for souls. That's right. Amen. We need to have a burden for people that's not as fortunate and blessed as we are. Amen. You know, we can all do something. And that's why tonight, I believe God will speak to your heart because you all said we will do something. You didn't say we will do nothing, did you? We will do something. I want to be used of God. I want to make a difference in this world. I want to leave my footprints in this world that when I go home to be with the Lord, people will be, they'll be watching, they'll be listening to sermons, They'll say, that, hey, that old preacher made a difference in my life. Mm -hmm. You know what? We all need to want to leave some footprints in this right. life. Amen. You can make a difference. Amen. You can make a difference. God wants to use you to bring glory to his name. Amen. And it's not what you accumulate in this life that makes you anybody. It's the people that you touch for Jesus. Yes. That's what makes a difference. Yes. Yes. Touching people for Jesus Christ. Amen. So I challenge you tonight, church. I challenge those that watch this tonight. Oh, I challenge you. Make a difference. Amen. Make a difference. You know, the two greatest things that we can do, there's two of them. Love our God and love other people. Amen. It don't matter what nationality, what church they go to. It don't matter what country they're from. It doesn't matter. We need to reach out and touch people's lives for Jesus. Because when we are translated on that day, <coughs> when we are translated, we're going to have some kind of an angelic body. We're going to have a body. And we're all going to look like Jesus. Amen. 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 That'll be wonderful. Let's do something. Amen. Let's make a difference in this resort. Yes, Let's lift people up when we can. 
If God leads us, you tell them they're going in the wrong direction and then leave it alone. Yeah. Only God can change your life. That's right. Only Jesus can. And he loves us so much. Yeah. He loves us with a passionate love. You think you've been in love, Brother Randy, with Barbara? Oh, you ain't come close to the love that Jesus has for you, brother. You ain't come close to the love that Jesus has for you. Amen. Amen. I was going to add that when you give your heart to Jesus, when you realize what he's done for you and how he's taken care of all your sin on that cross, you fall passionately in love with him and realize how much you are loved and forgiven. <laughs> you want to. He puts a want to to do something in your heart. Both, when I met Buck at the age of 50, I was born again at 33, but when I met Buck at 50, I said, this man really wants to do something for Jesus. That's all he cares about. It's just whatever the Spirit of God puts in his heart. And I said, oh, I'm going to go to his church. And I met his first wife, and we just really fellowshiped together and I helped them with their nursing home ministry. Little did I know that she was going to pass away at the age of 46 and that the Lord would put us together to carry on. It's as though she gave, handed me the torch. She had the same zeal to do something. Now I had a friend that I met years ago who was a Christian and she worked for a Jewish uh, businessman and she was full of zeal and she told him and others uh, people that would come into the store she would talk about Jesus but she got hammered on a lot for talking about Jesus and she said I'm just tired I just don't want to go through that anymore she quit her job she got married to some other man and just lived her life. She is now sitting still until she dies. I don't want to be like that. Buck and I both want to share the gospel with as many people as we can. And I want to give you one example of somebody who persevered right to his death. He ended up in a nursing home with his wife. She's probably dying, close to dying in, uh, at, in Stark here. The two of them, we met them years ago in the ministry. Her name's Sadie, and his was, they called him Dr. Chitty. Chitty was his last name. I don't know if he was named Doctor. There are people that are named Doctor. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, that's so people will think that you're important, I guess, and you'll have a... Uh, a little headway and getting ahead in life. <laughs> well, doctor, good to see you today. But at any rate, Dr. Chitty had lost the ability to use his hands. And uh, he, of course, was in a wheelchair. But he, I don't know whether he did it or he asked somebody to do it, but he rigged up his computer, his mouse. Was that, he had the mouse on the floor and he used his, and even his toes were arthritic, but he used those toes to operate that mouse, and he had a um, 
oh, like a blog. Now we call it a blog today. But he would, every week, he would put prayers up and, and talk about Jesus and the and salvation message. And Sadie, his wife, had this, has the same burden. She will call us and say, pray, pray, pray. I am praying for this. I am praying for that in the nursing home. And I just wanted to tell you about them. There's somebody that said, I'm going to do something. Yeah. And they have been doing something all of their lives in that nursing home. 30 years. Probably 30 wow. years they've been wow. in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And before that, they had ministry. And that's what Buck and I, the minute we were born again, it's, Jesus, give me a platform. Jesus, I want to I wanna be like, you know, stand up there like Billy Graham and just tell them all about Jesus. And of course, he didn't, he has something individual for each of us. Right. Maybe it'll be a neighbor. Maybe it'll be a student that you go to school with. Or if you're homeschooled, maybe you'll be playing basketball with somebody and, and they'll see something in you yes. that'll be different. And God will open the door for you, for, for them to find out what you believe. It was like when I was a probation officer, I was told, don't talk about Jesus. You can talk about God, but don't talk about Jesus. And I told my boss, but Jesus is salvation. How are we going to get them to change it all if we don't tell them the truth, that there is a way out of their lives, the way they're, they're living their lives. So I was free, that boss let me continue to talk, but he knew my days might come to an end quickly. He warned me that I might end up in the file room and I wouldn't have anyone to talk to. <laughs> but uh, the Lord, you know when the Lord opens the door, That's we don't right. need to be afraid. That's right. He's going to equip us and he's going to give us the ability to keep on. And I did, 13 years. Even though I was called on the carpet by the state attorney in Pinellas County, even though another boss came in and, and said, you've got to stop talking about Jesus. If they asked, or I was out in the field, I just, whatever the Lord put on my heart, I did. What I had to say was, Lord, I'm willing to lose my job. I believe you can give me another job if I lose this one. I don't need to be afraid. And the Lord said, don't stop. And he protected me for 13 years until I met Buck Stanley and, and married him. And the boss I had then here in Calactus said, I said, I'm going into full-time mission work. And he said, you already have been, Nikki. <laughs> so it's wonderful to be used of the Lord. We don't need to be afraid. He'll equip us and he'll help us to get over the hurts because we're going to get uh, a few darts and arrows. But the Lord will always help us through them. And he said, unless you abide in me, you can't produce any fruit. So what I am reminded of every day is to put on the Lord Jesus and put off the flesh. Don't be afraid of even dying because we know where we're going. We could even say, thank you! <laughs> thank you, you got me home sooner than I thought I was going. <laughs> but that bullet wouldn't have hit me if the Lord didn't allow it. So, yeah. May our faith grow and become so strong that we won't be afraid to step out 
Dawn has been stepping out and just she sees the adventure and the, the joy of serving the Lord. And Linda, and I know all of you have been doing that. It's wonderful, isn't it? So let's abide in the Lord Jesus. And uh, he can, if he can use a leprous man, he can use one of us, right? Amen. 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 Let's close with this. Let's think one more time about these four men had no future at all. Sometimes we think we don't have a future. That's true. But you know, God had a plan for those four people that the meat was rotting off their bone. Those four men, the Bible doesn't say, but because they had leprosy, they probably didn't live very long at all. But they didn't sit there and die. Look at what they did by just getting up and doing something. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all do that here. I know a lot of you walk dogs. And I know Linda walks dog and she prays and witnesses. That's doing something. And when you're walking your dogs, you don't know. Listen, since I've been here three years, we've had one or two suicides. In this, you know, there's people that need the Lord. And we can make a difference if you're just walking down the highway and just saying, Lord, bless whoever's in this house. You don't have to know who they are or the problems they got because God is the one that can change and do things. But through our prayers, it moves God's heart into action. Amen. And I want that Holy Ghost power in my life. Don't you? Yes. Don't you? Yes. Amen. They saved the city. They saved the city. And I believe God can use us to win souls right where we are. Because I love this. I, I, I love this resort. There's some fine folks in this place. And there's some that's not so fine. And that's fine too. Because that's why we're here. To be a light. Let this lodge be a lighthouse. I know there's a lot of people gathering here for different things. But you know what? If we can see today, this whole place is full of God's angels. They are looking into what we've been doing tonight. This place is full. Full of So, let's be encouraged. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're on your way to hell. And I say that because I love you. But if you've drifted away, come back. Come back tonight. It's not too late. Melissa, it's not too late. Keep pressing on. Don. Nick, keep pressing on. A little stepping stone in life. Life to be an adventure if you walk with Jesus. Sometimes you will get a black eye from the devil. But you know what? <laughs> you can tear him up a new ground, buddy, through the power of God. <clears throat> Amen. Amen.
speaking to some people in here. And you know why he's speaking to you? Because you are somebody. Amen. You are somebody. Amen. Is that it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to say. Oh, 
to the top from the shore.